and welcome to another episode of the Will This Be On The Test podcast, the podcast with the answers to your questions for college and career success. We are your hosts. I am Betsy Olinger. And I am Dr. Elizabeth Manet. In this episode, we are discussing how to navigate the sometimes tough circumstance of holiday conversations. When you come home for, from college for the holidays, a lot has changed. Uh, you've had your independence, nobody is asking you questions, nobody wants to know where you're going or where you're at every waking minute, but now you're back at home and you might be facing those questions and those inquiries from relatives that you may not know how to handle. And not only have you changed when you've gone off to college, sometimes your relatives have as well, and we have to look at it from their perspective too. Or maybe you're a high school senior in the midst of your college applications. You're dreading the questions from Aunt Facebook or mm -hmm. Cousin Know-It-All, <laughs> who you know knows it all. Or perhaps you're graduating from school and you don't have your dream job lined up just yet. Ugh, this sounds like a really bad reality show. I mean, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving is supposed to be like beautiful with family holiday uh, peace and you're supposed to celebrate what you're thankful for. There are smells happening that are delightful that only happen once a year. Um, but yeah, so we know, right? In addition to preparing the food and the table for this holiday, you can really prepare yourself for those well-meaning, well-intentioned uh, conversations and also, we hate to say it, those those mean conversations or questions that could arise at the Thanksgiving table. Um, so we know throughout this podcast, we've talked about how many instances you could prepare for, like job interviews or informational interviews. But um, Betsy, how would you recommend preparing for the holidays? So let's prepare for the holiday season as we would prepare to actually play a football game. We've got three steps. Number one, know your goal. What does your win look like? You win the Thanksgiving game if your relationships afterwards are maintained or strengthened. If you get verbally pushed into a corner, remember your goal. You can also say, I value our relationship and I'd be glad to talk to you more about this later. I think that's a really valuable tip. I think it speaks to boundary setting and being comfortable in how you execute the conversation. All right, so number two, if number one is know your goal, number two is know who is on your team. And this can be so important because there are siblings and significant others that can be on your team. They are in your corner. Let them know ahead of time your concerns and form a game plan of how they can give you uh, some help with like a little help me glance or an under the table toe tap or a code word. Um, <laughs> Or there's a funny episode of like Seinfeld where um, I think Elaine is like hitting herself in the head as a signal to Jerry to help save her from a conversation. You are more than welcome to create your own nonverbal indicators to your siblings and your significant others. It's like a help me, help me kind of gesture. <laughs> um, and, and also use the fact that there's a tablecloth. You can gently push your foot into somebody's leg and say, help me. That's a good use of a tablecloth. Absolutely. Um, and don't forget, ask in advance how you can help your teammates as well. Um, it's kind of like that give and take, right? And and if worst comes to worst and you are the only one left on your team and you're cornered and you're trapped, 
perfect the art of exiting well. And this simply looks like if you're in a in an awkward conversation with grandma, just very politely say, Grandma, excuse me for one moment, and then get up and go to the bathroom, get up and get a drink of water, just walk away and extricate yourself from the situation as as your own teammate. So that's number two, who is on your team? Right, so number three, know who's on the other team. I mean, it's not really a football game, it's not an adversarial relationship, but you do need to know who is likely to put you in an uncomfortable situation. And that can be because of the relationship or the questions they ask, or maybe they're just not being considerate and respectful of you. Also, sometimes people are not on their best behavior during the holidays if they're drinking excessively or eating excessively or doing something that is maybe not the norm. So you wanna know which friends and relatives are most likely to ask you the tough questions. Figure out what their motive is and most importantly, figure out some answers to the questions that you really fear most. I like this idea because I think in the same vein that we talked a couple of weeks ago about preparing an elevator pitch for a job that you might want, you can also prepare mini sort of like elevator pitch type responses for the tough questions that you may not have answers to. Um, I actually talk about this very topic with my students who are communication majors and are anticipating the question, well, communication, what what is that and what do you do? And so I talk to my students about preparing a very nice answer of, well, as a communication major, we learn to speak, write, listen, manage impressions and build rapport. And those are skills that I can use in any of the workplaces that I will eventually move my way into. The idea here is you can preempt some of the tough conversations by preparing the responses that you're comfortable with. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's critical to have an idea of what those are and what you're going to do because you do have some control in the process. Absolutely. Well, all right. So we've talked about the Thanksgiving game. Number one, know your goal. Number two, know who's on your team. And number three, know who's on the other team. And again, address those questions with enough info so that you feel comfortable and deflect the questions that just don't serve a purpose. Um, for example, this time of year is really rough for people who are high school seniors applying to college or college seniors or graduate students who are about to graduate because everyone, maybe they have your best interest at heart, maybe they don't. They ask you what's next. So if aunt, my kids are smarter than you, ask where you're going to college next year, which is a question that you know a lot of seniors are used to being asked all the time. You can answer with something that represents you and that you're comfortable with. Something like, I'm applying to several schools and I have some great options. I'll let you know when I've gotten my results and made my decision. They care about you. You're promising a future relationship by giving them the information once you've made your decision. Absolutely. And um, that type of response where you say, I'll let you know when I've gotten my results and made my decisions, you're kind of subtly uh, enacting discursive closure. What you're doing is you're closing down the conversation without being rude. All right, let's talk about some fun ways to redirect the conversation. We gave you our top five worst last week, so here are our top five favorite questions that can lead to some awesome conversations, and bonus, they can work with the closest of family members or brand new people that you meet during the holiday party circuit. So we have five top questions, and we're gonna post a couple of extra ones in the show notes, but here we go. Number five, what is the most exciting thing that has happened to you this year love it 
And that way people can disclose what they're comfortable with. Absolutely. And then you can follow up with more detail if you care. And otherwise, that's interesting or whatever. You can acknowledge what they say and move on. Okay. Number four, what is the coolest gift you've ever received and why? I think this is great. It gives some insight into like what people find to be really cool. Plus, if you ask this of family members at Thanksgiving, they'll tell you a really nice idea for what you might be able to get them for either Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate. Very cool. That's inside information. Inside information. I don't even know how I'd answer that one, though. (laughs) You'd think of something. Number three. I love this one. What book is sitting on your figurative nightstand right now? And for those people that are readers or in book clubs, I love this question. It's one of my favorite ones to ask because you can get a really good sense of what people are interested in and what they find to be good enough to read. So I love this question. Yeah. And if someone says, I don't read, you can say, what are you watching? What are you absolutely binging on? Yeah. But, you know, what takes what how are you spending? How are you enjoying spending your free time? I love that. Um, This is a a deep question. What happened this year that you're grateful for? Yeah, and I think that that's a really thought-provoking question that isn't putting somebody too much on the spot, but they can now tell you their details about what were the, the good things that happened to them. And lastly, number one, what is your favorite thing to do with your families over the holidays? And I love this question for this reason. It gives people the opportunity to share a little bit of insight about the traditions that they find really meaningful. Um, Somebody answered this question recently for me by saying that they have purchased 25 holiday themed books and they read one book a night with their kids in the month of December, which I think is just lovely. And I never would have known if I had not asked. Right. And and then you can hear about how other people use something about the same tradition. In our family, we have a visiting name the person book. For instance, when my kids were little, my sister-in-law, Melissa, was is she's extremely thoughtful. She gave us a blank book and in it, people wrote notes to the baby before he was born. And um, and over the years, people have written him notes and it's kind of neat to go back through it some of the relatives are no longer with us and we have this hardback book that now you know he's in college the book lives at home but it just gives us an opportunity of to really collect those thoughts from relatives and Mm. even if it's just a book that you're reading to your kids you could write in the book what you were thinking about that day or what you're grateful for or one of those things and then it becomes something that's important like a family heirloom that's a great keepsake that's a wonderful keepsake. I've not heard of that one before. Right, right. So so these are just a few of the questions we've liked that we might use over the holidays, and we have posted a few more in the show notes. Next week, we are focusing on how to make the most of reading day, reading week, dead week, or whatever your school calls it, and finals week. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, most major platforms where podcasts are hosted. We love hearing from listeners, so please leave us a question or a comment or a topic that you'd like to hear more about during the show. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, rate, review, and share so that you don't miss anything. We have to thank Joseph McDade Music for this awesome soundtrack. Thanks, Joseph. 
We release new episodes every Monday, so follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram specifically, to see what next week's episode contains. Thanks for listening.